Welcome back to another edition of the Rally Cap Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Freeze, alongside my partner, my cohort, my fellow baseball lover, Elliot Rearing, on this lovely Tuesday evening. And Elliot, the Reds are red hot. They've won three out of four baseball games, and yeah. you would think maybe they're. Yeah. That yeah, would mean they're putting themselves in position to, to have a competitive team. In this case, not. But <laughs> yeah, you'd, they've you'd, won some games here. Yeah, you. You'd, Plural. You'd think we'd be competitive, but we're not. Mm. Pitching's horrid. I mean, I, I, I'm trying to th- think of worse pitching. Like I, I like, obviously we've had wor- worse pitching staffs. But I don't think we've had worse pitching performances over a course of uh, this early on. I mean, this is – we're giving up seven runs a game. Yeah. I, uh, it's a joke. It's an absolute joke. We rank last in pitching. We rank, we rank last in offense. And that's it. You don't need to hear any other stats. That's all you need to know. That's it. But we're first in bobbleheads. Yeah. So. Listen, I'm not going to judge – the children out there who go out, get their bobbleheads. Joey Votto, Star Wars, Yoda, Baby Yoda Night. I'm not going to judge that. In fact, I'm not going to judge you if you go out and you have maybe, maybe you're one of those guys, you have a collection of bobbleheads, right? I used to have it. Uh, then I turned 10, but I know I used to have it. If you go out there and every, every bobblehead promotion, you put it on a wall, you have a big bobblehead wall, that's another thing too. If you have that, that's your thing, you go do it. The Reds use these promotions as, like, good promotions horrible. I mean, I, I don't want to hear about Joey Votto bobblehead night when we are 2-50. and 50. I don't want to hear about it. In fact, I don't want to see it. I don't want to hear the stupid edits, see the su- stupid edits on Twitter. <coughs> I don't want to hear the advertisements. I, I, it's just terrible. So bad. But whatever. I mean, they're going to do what they do. They are the Reds. Uh, this, is our, uh, this is our life. So this is where we are. This is where we are. But we also have. I think we have to shine some light on some positives to start the season. No. Yes. Go ahead. Brandon Drury. Oh my. The muffin. That guy's awesome. It's the muffin man. I love Drury. I hope he extend. We extend him. I hope he's here forever. Yeah, I love this guy. Yeah, but wait till wait till the Barrero crowd hears about it, and then they're gonna make oh, Barrero God. start over him too. You and the Barrero. We'll, we'll get, we'll get crowd. into that later. We'll get into that later. Uh, the yeah, the Drury thing. He's he can hit a ball. In fact, he's about the only one that can hit a ball in this team. So congratulations to him. He is probably after this year gonna make some money either with us on our rebuild quest or with somebody else as a, the the very last utility player they have available. The very last. But, well, if he hits like this, maybe he can revive his career. Okay, maybe, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, I mean, jury's cool. I, I wish he wouldn't have to be our best player, but he is. So, <coughs> Stevenson's our other best player. He's been very good. He, <laughs> Stevenson's been hitting for power. You know, he's been making a lot of contact. Is a high average. Very impressed with Stevenson, but outside of those two. I mean that's well, I mean, that's it's been, it, pitiful. it's been pitiful. I mean that's it. We have that. Who's the one? Bull, I don't even know our bullpen. Who's who's the one bullpen pitcher? Alexis Diaz is I great. I don't know who that is still. He's great. I mean, we, it's Edwin's brother. Okay, um, and like that's our best player. Hunter Green has struggled mightily, mightily. 
Uh, it's obviously early on, but he still struggled mightily. Lodolo's pitched fine, but then he got hurt like the rest of the team. Um, yeah. Connor, I, Connor Overton. We didn't mention him. Oh, uh, yeah. Con- that, you're right. We didn't mention him. He's even um, our best starter. You're right. We didn't mention Connor Overton. Yeah. So Best starter we got. Hunter Green takes the mound tonight against the Brewers, by the way. He has a 1-4 record with an 8-7 RA. In 20 innings, he's given up 10 home runs. Historic, I would say. A historically bad start for him. Uh, who's our other pitchers? I don't even Mally. know. Vladdy's horrid. Vlad- oh, Vladdy. He's been he, tough. I feel bad. I feel more bad for the for the baseball writer who gave him a rookie of the year vote or a second yeah. place or a third place vote or whatever they give. I think he's horrid. Uh, the opponent average against Hunter Green, by the way, three eleven. Not going to win you many games. No, he hasn't been good, but I'm not that concerned. Uh, other bullpen pitchers, I would say just about everybody except Hoffman. for Hoffman, <laughs> except for Jeff Hoffman and Alexis Diaz, they've all struggled. And I, and again, it's probably no no fault of their own. It's it's a team that was built to lose. Castellini's took out all of our good players, our oh. fun players, all the clubhouse leaders, which is more important. And uh, he sold them for scraps. And now our infield is Brandon Jury, Kyle Farmer, Matt Reynolds, and Colin Moran. That's what we have. Art uh, Art Warren's also been really, really good. Uh, yeah, I mean this is this is the uh, um, this is where we are. Senzel's sick. Vado's sick. Um, Moose was sick. He just he's just now back. Everyone's been sick or hurt at some point this year, and I'm sick of that. And also, but also, that was a the, bad pun. I just had to cut in there. Uh, that was a bad uh, pun. I am. I am sick. I'm sick. <laughs> How does everyone get sick all at one time? All of them have been sick or hurt. We can't get. We can't get anyone healthy. Anyone who comes, Vado is going to come back, and Senzel will come back tomorrow or the next day, and Stevenson will be sick, or whoever will be sick or hurt. And I'm I'm tired of that too. Can you find the, we get no luck on that either? Do, can you find the uh, our our injured our injured list team? Do you ha- is there a way you can find that? Yeah. If you don't want to, you don't have to. I, I you might hell you might be able to re- remember it. Yeah. So it's Mike Mustakis, Joey Votto, Jonathan India, uh, Donovan Barrero. Solano. Barrero's out. Barrero's out. Uh, Max Schrock is out. Mike Miner's out. Mike Miner's still out. Castillo just came back. Do we mention Fraley? Uh, Jake Fraley is out. Justin Wilson. Justin Wilson. Everyone's is out. sick or hurt. All so, of them. all of them and, are. And sick. You know what's funny? I, I, looking back on on everything that's happened, I still firmly believe that if this team doesn't have these injuries or whatever the hell's happening, because I don't even know if it's injuries at this point, if it's just rebellion, because the entire team can't be hurt. That can't happen. They're all. I don't sick. know how it's happened, but it can't happen. I still stand by the notion that if the Reds had a full, healthy team of these guys, I truly do believe we win 75 games. Now, you might say that's not good, and it isn't. But the, the joke that you're seeing played out on TV over and over, night after night, that is not the team that was originally put in no. front of the field. And I think that is something to remember as you go and watch us lose this, 162 games. This is, this is why nothing's going to change. Because they're gonna they're gonna say we got injured. No, I don't think so though. We're, we were hurt. We had all the injuries and all the illnesses that you can have. And if we would have, we would have been a yeah. But yeah, if but, we would have been healthy, we would have been a contender. That's what's here, gonna get fed. Here's the thing though. 
the national baseball media is now on to us for the first time. We, the Cincinnati Reds haven't been talked to the national baseball media ever, period, ever. We are now in the spotlight as the worst team. I mean, I hate to say in Major League history, but with this lineup, it's really hard to argue. And, and, and are we going to finish with less than 50 wins? I don't know. I'm certainly not gonna. I'm certainly not gonna put bet against or on the over. So, but win more than fifty, they're bad. But would you bet on it? Yeah, you'd bet on over fifty. Yeah, I. I'd bet on over fifty. I wouldn't bet on over sixty-three or anything like that. What about over sixty? Would you bet on over sixty? Yeah, I think I would bet on the over. I see. I wouldn't touch it. I, I think. It'd be, I think it's right around sixty-three. I, I 64. think. I think what we've what we've entered here is the quantum realm where nothing moves, nothing makes sense, and everyone is terrible. And I, I fault nobody except for the front office. That's Nick Crawl, Bob, and Phil Castellini. And whatever Castellini there is out there. Because it's a joke. And, and this is what they've put us on. This is what we're having to deal with as they promote Joey <coughs> Votto, Darth Vader, Bobblehead, Gapper, Gapper Belly, Free Pizza Night. And, and I, I just hate it. I hate it. I hate it, hate it, hate it. Uh, the attendance. I'm curious to see what the attendance is, is going to be in, like, August. Well, won't be high. I can uh, tell you that much. I, I mean, this is atrocious. Absolutely atrocious. Um, so we'll see. The, yeah, I mean, we'll see. Billy, Billy dipshit Nick Crawl. That guy, I mean, he's, he came out the other day saying, if you, have, if you have to blame anybody, blame me, which, of course, is a script written by the Castellini family. But it's like, dude, we know it's not all you. It's the people who lock you in a box and use you as a puppet. And that would be the, the Castellini family, and it's a joke. The national baseball media is going to wake up this, this, this ownership. Whether it's by, by force or, what, or by embarrassment, either way, the, the Castellini families will be doing something. They'll, have, they'll do something after this season because there's going, to be, there's going to have to be an explanation. You think they're going to sell the team? No, 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 no. I do not think the, the Castellinis will ever sell this team. No, I do not. I don't either. But my point is, I think they, they're, they're now coming to the realization that there is more exposure than ever, and, and not just baseball in life. Everything's recorded. Everything's, everything's monitored. They are, being, they are being laughed at all around Major League Baseball, all around, all around the local news, national news, every, everyone is talking about. We have a segment on Pardon My Take now. Every, every Monday they come in and say the Reds win a series. Did they win a series or not? They don't. Spoiler. Um, I, think that, I think the national embarrassment, the public outcry from fans, I think this is the first time ever the, the Reds PR has had to deal with this. They've done a horrible job, and I think going forward that we are going to see changes. I think they're going to be forced to change. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. I don't think uh, they'll sell. I don't I, think I'm, – I'm, I'm under the belief that it'll be status quo next year, that they will go into next year with uh, – they'll probably do something similar uh, and sit, try and tell me what who are the next 34-year-olds that are going to make this team better – uh, after yeah. they do inevitably nothing else to the team in the off season, maybe maybe purge off a couple of uh, purge off a couple uh, maybe guys in their prime, maybe trade a I don't know I don't know who they'll trade, but maybe get rid of somebody. I just think they're gonna they're gonna be content with counting their money and getting their you know getting their money, which they'll they'll still make. 
because they all they'll they'll make their whatever they make from TV and radio, and then we'll probably hear. I'm I'm waiting for I'm waiting for next next March for we're gonna be fine because we were hurt. And and you'll and, sick. and you'll probably hear it, but I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what, right now, we thought the same thing about Mike Brown and that joke of a family. And guess what? We can't say they're a joke anymore. Right. They, 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 changed, they changed the culture in the Cincinnati Bengals. I was the biggest Bengal hater of all time because it was the same thing that the Reds were doing, but the Reds did it more quiet. The Bengals have now changed their entire culture. We spend money now over there. And whether that's because we had a quarterback and you had to change, the exposure is different now. Whatever, something happened. Something clicked, and I think it's going to happen here. If it can happen with Mike Brown, it can happen with the Castellinis, and I truly believe that. We'll, we'll find out. I'm not optimistic about it. I think they've got – I mean, they're not close to competing. No, not at all. So this is – I don't know. I, I just don't – I don't know what will change, but I, I hope. I hope they sign Aaron Judge, or I hope they sign somebody. They won't. I hope they become an active player in free agency again, and I know they were in 2019, 2020, whatever. But they, I mean, they, they've done what they've done. They slashed the, they slashed the payroll down to what you know, fifty. They slashed it fifty million dollars in the off season. So, my optimism's low. I continue to watch the games. I guess um, I should have been. I should have been. F- Fading the Reds during their losing streak. I can't believe I didn't yeah, do I bet, that. Yeah, I, I bet the Brewers tonight. But now, if they, if now, if I start, they'll start winning. So I'm not going to. Um, as well, if you, lo- some would argue, if you loved your team, you should. That way, you get some wins. I'm not going. I'm not going to bet against. You the should. Reds. Go, you should go bankrupt. You're not I, betting against the Reds. I know that the minute I start betting against them, they'll start winning. Well, they I've will made, win I've games. Made, I've made some money on it. I hope. I hope. Everyone out here listening, don't listen to Zach. Go bet on. Go bet against the Reds. You can bet winning, on them. Or bet not against them. Fifty-five games. So, I. Other than that, uh, I want to get into a little quick debate, uh, Zach, with you because it's it was all over Reds baseball yeah. Twitter, and I think it's the biggest joke there is on Twitter. Uh, the Kyle Farmer shouldn't be able to play shortstop because Jose Barrero, the best baseball player of all time, should get the chance to play. Well, I think is I, I absolutely hate that idea. I hate it. Jose Barreo, Barrero has not earned that spot at all. And but you can say, yeah, they're so bad, let's watch them play. I who's earned a spot on this team, is my question. Kyle Farmer has absolutely earned a spot. Joey Votto has earned okay, a spot. But Tyler then Stevens we have, has earned a spot. We're playing no other players worth anything, really. Kyle Farmer, and, and again, people can make fun of Kyle Farmer. I know he's not the best player on baseball. He's, he's nowhere, not, I mean, he's, he's not nowhere, a good player. He's nowhere close. But I'll tell you this, without Kyle Farmer last year, we do not have a winning record. We do not. And we, we're probably about six, seven games under five hundred. So I don't, know I don't know if I'd go that far. He carried our team offensively through the, after the All-Star break. He carried it. I would say, again, and I, we did it last episode. I can, we can do it again if you want. I would say this. Kyle Farmer is you can do worse than Kyle Farmer. There are worse shortstops. There were worse shortstops in baseball last year than Kyle Farmer. Sure. Is he is he great? No. Is he good? I mean, no. He's fine. He's a fine player. But in in real like last year, he had as good of a year as he could have had for Kyle Farmer. He did about, about as much as I could ask a Kyle Far- like Kyle Farmer to do without it, w- without signing a shortstop, 
And I think he's like he's a fine player. I want Kyle Farmer to be good, but the idea that like Kyle Farmer is great is like nonsensical. Uh, no one's ever saying he's great. I, I I believe he's earned the respect to have the starting shortstop role in a team that's going to win I, ten games. But I don't think he's like. I, but that's the the thing is is like I don't. He's not a guy that's going to be here for the next time the Reds are going to be good. So that's why I want him to play now. Well, right. So Jose Barrero can hit 195 next year. But we also don't know what Jose Barrero is. Can you tell me his stats, please? Jose Barrero? Yeah, because listen, Kyle Farmer, no one's saying he's the best player of all time. He's an okay utility. He's a good utility guy. I'll, t- I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this, and I don't. I know you don't like the word fan favorite. He's a fan favorite. I know he is. Everyone likes him. Some people don't like him. The analytical people don't like him. That's fine. I, I he's a likable guy. I like Kyle Farmer, the guy. In terms of on a good team, is he going to be, uh, you know, a guy you want to bat six? We're not debating that. We're debating on this dog water team that we're yeah, watching. Yeah, and, he, and he's probably not going to be very good this year. Like he's probably going to hit two thirty. And hit two, have a 280, 290 on base. And Jose is going to have the same thing. But he's a younger guy that we don't know about. We just don't know. As, we, as we've he's seen. He's played 40 games in his career. As we've seen this year, the younger guys are, is not the answer. So. But, what is, but what is the harm in having Hunter Green pitch up here this year? There so is would no you harm. rather have, my question is, would you rather bring up Ben Lively and Ben Lively pitch up here or Hunter Green? And Nick Lodolo. Like Ben Lively and Hunter Green. Ben Live, would you rather have Ben Lively come up here or Hunter Green struggle? Because what's the benefit of Hunter Green being in AAA? Being uh, good in AAA? There would be none. Exactly. So if we're going to suck, we might as well see if these guys can pitch or if they can play, or if they can pitch through their struggles or they can hit through their struggles. And my, my thing is with Barrero is he should be playing every day somewhere on this team when he's healthy he should get at bats if we stink if we're gonna win 50 60 whatever games jose barrero should probably be playing every day somewhere and i just think like the idea that like we automatically jose barrero is not good because he struggled in 40 games and he came up by the way the first 24 games of his career should never he should never have been up he was put in an impossible situation he had never played above a ball, and he was thrown in, thrust into the fire because they didn't have a shortstop, anyone to play. And I think, like, I don't know. Like, I don't, I'm not ready to say Jose Barrero's terrible. I'm not ready to say Hunter Green's terrible. I'm not ready to say, like, Nick Lodolo's terrible. Like, guy, young guys are going to struggle. Kyle Farmer is Kyle. Like, I think we know what Kyle Farmer is more so than Jose Barrero. Yeah, and that's fair. I just think Cal Farmers earned the respect of this city. If I if I but, could, if I could be if I could be given anything, that's what I I believe he's earned that. But if he's but right, but also I think it's our it's our like we should like if a guy's bad, then like what or if a guy struggles, then yeah, I mean, we, he should be I mean, he's struggled this year. He hasn't played very well. I think I I just think that's the the reality. I don't think he's an everyday shortstop. I think he's a fine. I think he's a fine utility guy. I'm not like ready to run Kyle. Fa- I'm not saying Kyle Farmer shouldn't be on this team or Kyle. Like he's a fine utility guy and he's a likable guy and I great. But if a guy's not performing well, then I mean he's gonna get 
Uh, like, guys are going to want to see young guys play. I get, like, people are going to want to see young guys play. If we suck, like, I get that aspect of it. Yeah. Uh, I guess we can move on. Uh, Jose Barrero's numbers, do you have those? Yeah, he's, I have them. Okay. Uh, how many games total? 45. Uh, how many at-bats total? 117. Uh, how many hits? 23. How many extra base hits? Uh, four. How many home runs? Zero. How many RBIs? Five, but I don't care about RBIs. Really. How many runs scored? Eight. Uh, and, yeah, like Zach said, he's young. Uh, we want to showcase the young talent, as the Castellinis have uh, eloquently stated this year, that it's all about the young talent, as Colin Moran trots out there with his nine-foot beard. Right. So my thing is, and this is, and this is where I'll end it, Kyle Farmer – I believe, is one of the team leaders, one of the ones that weren't dismembered by the Castellini family. He's one of the few that are left. Uh, the young talent that has been brought up, Tyler Stevenson, phenomenal. Absolutely, he's been phenomenal. Jonathan India, he's been phenomenal. Phenomenal. Uh, but you see the other guys, the other young guys, and I, I think there's been a lot of struggles elsewhere. So, But that's part of it, right? Like, not rookies are going to struggle. If you have a team full, if you have a lot of rookies, they're going to struggle. If I give T.J. Friedel a thousand at bats, how many hits is he going to? T.J. Friedel is not irrelevant here. He's a four A player. There's no T.J. Friedel is the like the a four A guy. I'm not concerned about T.J. Friedel. I'm more concerned about the Barrero. Okay, India. But this is this is my thing. But this is my thing. I don't care about four A guy. Like Matt Reynolds is a four A. Like, guy. do people want Friedel up and not no. Kyle Farmer? Is that like no? Cause that's because that's what's going to ha- start happening. No, it's but it's going to start being TJ Friedel should also be up because he's a young guy. No, based on your argument, that's what's going. That's what's going Jose to be Barrero, happening on, uh, on Reds Twitter. Here's the difference: Jose Barrero is a top 100 prospect in baseball. Top 100. He's a top four or five prospect in our system. I think he's a guy that people like. It was like like Jose like Jose Peraza. It's similar. The similar effect to that is like we had. He was a top thirty prospect in baseball for the Dodgers. And then he got traded here, and what we were horrible. And he played one hundred and seventy games. Now he stunk kind of, pretty much. So I think that's what I think it's sim- it's similar to that. Like just every day at bats, like. And Kyle, like Kyle Farmer, and I, I believe he should see every day at bats. I think he can play left field. He can play right field. Uh, if I'm being honest, we can't play defense in those spots anyway. So let him run around out there. Uh, have him play third. Have him play second. We don't have a second baseman either. I agree. He should be seeing at bats. I'm debate. I'm saying. I'm simply stating that he should not be getting at bats over Kyle Farmer on this specific team. On this team, and we have Matt Reynolds out there, and Colin that's Moran fine. first. Yeah, that's and fine. And Brandon Drury. Uh, but I also think, like, I, and I think, if by the way, Farmer's, and I want to say that I want to say this real quick. If you think he should, if he should be getting at bats over Farmer, he should be getting at bats over our best player, Brandon Drury. If that's what you think, because that's the same argument. Brandon Drury is not a good player, so that's the same argument. Kyle Farmer hit like two seventy last year. I, I mean, it, they are the same exact player. You're mad. I am. I am because it's a joke. I mean, it's an absolute joke to disrespect to Kyle Farmer on a team that has two wins. So, whatever. Uh, we'll move on. Uh, other, sp- other stuff on the Reds' side. Uh, I mean, I, I, Andrew Abbott moved up to double A. 
I think he's going to be a good one, actually. Good. I like him. Great. Is Hunter Green a good one? He's made five starts, and that's another thing. I'm going to go on that. Five, he's made five starts. What did we expect? I expected – I mean, I, I don't know what I expected. I told you he'd struggle. I thought, he, I thought he'd have at least one game where he gave up like one or one or two runs. I, thought he pi- I don't know. I thought he pitched fantastically in the first two outings. I thought he was great. Uh, yeah, he looked good. And uh, no, he's, yeah, he's he's he is he hasn't been good. I I, mean, I got to be, he hasn't been good. But also, I thought he I thought he was going to give up home runs. Maybe not ten in the first five outings, but he's got to work on his fastball location. He's got to work on his secondary pitches, location, command, all that. But he's also twenty two, and yeah. again, we, we also he's got to. Well, I'd rather him suck up here. I'd rather him. I'd rather him struggle in Cincinnati. I, this year, I'd rather him struggle in Cincinnati. I'd rather him take his lumps, learn how to pitch here, than than pitch in AAA and pitch well. I just. I think it. When you're 50 games out of it in May or whatever, what does it matter? Just yep, like let true. him get some innings under his belt. He's not going to pit. He's probably going to get shut down in at the end of August. So is probably Lodolo. So might as well. Take, take your lumps. They're gonna take lumps. Some guys like some guys start hot and then they fit, they get figured out. Other guys, it takes time to, it takes rookies time to to figure things out. I'm not. They have a lot invested in Hunter Green. I'm not that worried. It's fine. Um, but yeah, I mean this. We're gonna. We've got we've got five more. What five or six more? Five more months of this. So. We're six and twenty-three, so let's just let's see. Let's just let me see Hunter Green make twenty-three starts. I'll see what Lodolo make twenty-three starts and whatever. India maybe can get back on the field. Stevenson can get every day at bats. Like great. And then if we win sixty games at the end of the year, we'll call it even, and everyone goes home with their orange slices, and everyone everyone goes home happy except the fans because we lost everything, but. <laughs> Outside of that, it's great. At least the prices are reasonable at the ballpark. You mean like tickets? No, like for food. Oh, you know how it's. I like, thought you were actually serious there. <laughs> no, I'm not serious. About I this. thought you were saying like, I'm, oh, I, we could go I'll, get I'll, diamond I'm gonna, tickets. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not going to be serious about this joke of an organization. What if they rattle They're off? Charge me nine dollars for a slice of pizza and a hot dog they cut in half after August. No, what if they what if they rattle off 15 wins in a row here? If they rattle off 15 wins in a row, it'll be the greatest underdog story in the history of the world because this team couldn't beat my third grade team. Are you at least on a, a neutral field? Are you at least encouraged that like they've won three or four? They're getting things rolling. We got Castillo back. They beat the Pirates, who avidly try to lose games. <laughs> and I don't. God knows how they beat the Brewers. I don't know how they beat any team that has some semblance of wanting to win games, because this roster is the single worst roster here of all time. I truly believe that. I don't think there's a worse. Matt Reynolds, yeah. Colin Moran, uh, Brandon Drury, Kyle Farmer. Who else is out there? Fredo, Almora, Almora. I mean, Jesus, it's whatever. Congratulations. I mean, that was the worst out oh, I've ever seen. Brother. So that stunk. One thing I do want to mention as well: Jeff Passan wrote something about the tan- the Reds tanking. But I get that's a good. That's, this is a good one. But that's I also don't. I, I think saying the Reds tanked this season is giving them too much credit. Correct. Because I think they wanted to win. 
They wanted to win 77 games. Yep. 76, 78. They thought they would win 78 games. I truly believe Nick Kroll thought they were going to win 78 games, and if everything fell right, if Hunter Green and Nick Lodolo became Smoltz and Glavin, maybe we can end with 83, 84, make the playoffs. So I think that – I think saying, like, this was a tank job of all – like, giving them too – you're giving them too much credit passing. Like, this is – yeah, and, and that's and they suck right now. And I mean, that's one thing. Look like they're tanking. And I like and I like how people are writing about it. How they think we're tanking, but make no mistake, this is not a tank. This is organizational failure. Failure uh, at every level. And they, people don't reporters. They won't know it's not tanking because they don't follow or want to follow the worst organization in the history of sports, the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, but this is not a tank. This is this is absolute. Uh, it's just a failure. In the interview, Hub said, what, what was the word he described the Reds as? Atrocity. This is an atrocity to, to the sport of baseball. It's not tanking. Uh, it's certainly not trying to win. Right. But it's not tanking. This is, this is, a, this is a GM they who failed. truly thought with his puppet mouth, with respect. And again, whenever I say puppet, I mean that with all respect, all due respect. That puppet... He, he, he's making these moves on a $5 candy budget, and he's trading for coupons. I mean, it's, it's terrible. He's a bad general manager. I knew it from the second he started speaking because he's horrible. He's a puppet. All his words aren't his. And spoiler, the Castellinis aren't good with words. So when, there's, when they're dumb mouths, talk through his dumb mouth, all it is is dumb. And again, I'm saying with all due respect. All due respect. But this is this is this is a bad situation in Cincinnati. The players here, I feel very sorry for anybody who's any. If you mention if you mention the name David Bell, I I want to slap you with respect. I never I want to I want to slap you with love. I'm proud of you because David Bell. You've come a long way. David Bell is a prisoner. <laughs> David is. David Bell is a prisoner. We are the Titanic, and we threw him in the bottom with like. All the people they threw on the bottom of the Titanic. And he just has to sit there and be the last one to drown. And he is going to take all the blame, and he's going to get fired inevitably after this season of this train wreck of a season that, that the Castellinis have, have, have built. They've built this, this, this season, and now they have to lie in the dirt because we're, we're beneath it. I mean, it, it's, we're, we, are, we are dead and buried. This is a this... dead and buried season. It's a dead and buried franchise. The Castellinis have skated by without scrutiny for 20-something years or for 18 years or whatever. They now have to answer the bell. They now have to answer the bell, and it feels good. It feels good. Was that a pun? What? Answer the bell? No, it wasn't, but no. I <laughs> – Woof. Woof. <laughs> um, yikes. I did not mean it. Uh so we'll see where we go. This uh, is the mad episode, by the way. We've been, we've both been mad. I think. Yeah, we're, we're I, mad. Because I think we dis- boiled over. It's a disgrace. We didn't record last week because honestly, we're probably going to start doing once every two weeks because I can't come here and sit and report new news on a team that wins once every three weeks. It is hard, and, and yeah, we, I'm sorry for not recording last week, uh, but it is hard to. It is hard to, like, there's not a lot. I don't want to beat a dead horse, right? Like, I don't want to beat this. I don't want to beat this into the ground. Correct. Because I don't want to come back here every week, you know, and say, like, oh, you know, well, we were 2-5 and five this week or 1-6 and six this week and Castellini's this and Nick Crawl this and we suck this and blah, blah, blah. So it is going to be, it is harder 
to, you know, when you have a bad team and there's no real direction. I mean, they have they have four or five players on this team. I mean, realistically, like they have they they're so far away from winning. I think that's the saddest part or like the most disappointing part because right now I think they have like four or five guys that like you want to build around and only two of them and I'll, I'll I'll give you this. I mean, look, there's only two of them so far that have shown like these guys are really good players. And that's not to say Hunter Green, Nick Lodolo. I think Nick Lodolo, it's a little unfair. He's made three starts and he looked fine and I'd say two of them, but it's a little bit, when you have, we have two guys, India and Stevenson are two guys that are young guys that have shown, like, these guys are good players. Yep. And they're that are going to be here for a while, we think, if, yep. unless they get traded, I, which, honestly, if they wanted to get rid of Moose's contract and they threw India in with them, I, I don't think I'd be shocked. Uh, so that, that, Seriously. We I, all, wait, we, we, one last thing. The India, good news, the positive they didn't trade India for Willie Adamas. Oh, yeah. That that's was, a big positive, that's right? That's, that's a big positive, huh? Oh. I, that's, those, are, those are also my favorite comments <laughs> on Twitter. Well, a lot of bad things. You know, I'll probably be ostracized for saying Nick Crawl <laughs> you know, did a good thing. Nick Crawl didn't trade. Nick Crawl's not smart enough to make that trade. Nick Crawl <laughs> Nick is a puppet with all due respect. And oh, you didn't trade the rookie of the year. Good thing we didn't trade the rookie of the year. Good, you traded Jesse Winker, one of the best left fielders. By the way, baseball ranked him as the best left fielder in baseball. Mm. You traded him to get rid of a contract. So congratulations. Uh, yeah, that that was hilarious. That was funny. I have a new segment though we can start doing. And what would that be? It's called Obscure Red of the Week. And yes. It's whatever red we bring up, we get. We I'll start getting theme music for it. It'll be a real fun time. We, it, whatever red we bring up for that day and we release them the next day, that's what we're going to do. So our red of the week this week, our obscure red of the week, it has to be, ought, ought, could be the greatest obscure red of all time, Robert Duggar. I was just going to say, that, if it's not Robert Duggar. Robert Duggar. Did, I, he, did I, he even play here? He played, he was here for one day of a doubleheader. and a I, game. That, that pit, like, I knew he didn't have it. Like, he got really lucky the one inning. I think Reynolds hit it right at one. And that ball, he, that... Ben Gamble home run is still as was launched <laughs> to outer space. That ball's still traveling. Yeah, he was not very good and I love like last week I was like, "Okay, we got we got a we got a new guy, Robert Duggar. Let's see, you know, we got how much how much worse could it be? It's not good. It wasn't good and uh he's gone. That was fun. Yeah. One appearance. So there's our obscure run of the week. Uh yep. how uh, we have to get a good thing. What about this one? What about that for a, uh, an obscure red thing? Yep. Robert Duggar, congratulations. That's your uh, obscure red of the week. Other than that, that's all we have. We have a great guest with Eric Hubbs. Uh, Zach says friend he's the best friend of the pod because he has come on twice now. I think he's, uh, yeah. Hubbs, thank you so much. Yep. I appreciate Thanks a bunch. I appreciate it more than you know. We appreciate it more than you know. Uh, certainly our, our the people who listen to us also appreciate that. Uh, we talked a little bit about the Yankees, a team that actually wins games. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he just he he talks about the Reds a little bit and uh, also bashes them. It's going to be a lot of bashing. If you're listening to this podcast, you're this not going to hear. Ma- this is the gonna, mad episode. You're, you're not, mad. Yeah, you're not going to hear a lot of good news anymore. <laughs> uh, we're going to try to keep getting guests on. Uh, I, I I we can talk about this for a sec too before we hang it up. Uh, if, if you guys want, I would like to try because the Reds are seemingly going to be horrible for the rest of our lives. 
Uh, we're still going to make this a Reds podcast. It's still a Reds podcast, but I wanted to kind of morph it into more of a Cincinnati podcast. And because of the Bengals' success and everything that's going on with them during football season, so you guys have something else to listen to if you're bored or whatever, we're going to try to throw in some weekly, uh, once-a-week recap games, uh, maybe have some good guests on as well for that. Try to give you guys some kind of light because I, I hate doing this when we have to do it because it's a spoiler. Every week's me and Zach going to talk about that puppet Nick Crawl with all due respect and the Castellini family destroying and killing all of our all, all of our loved ones because that's what they do. <laughs> with respect. Allegedly. Uh, allegedly. Uh, unproven. Um, I, it's, just, it's just bad. Yeah, so, I mean, it's tough to talk about. It is, it is tough to talk about. And, I mean, I'm a baseball guy and... I, by the way, I'll, I'll fix that. Killing all of our loved ones and families' feelings. Yeah. Allegedly. That's better. Um, <laughs> with all due respect. With all due respect. And also, while we're at it, Elliot, maybe we come up with a drinking game, too. Yeah. Anytime that... Anytime well, I, I still, Nick Crawl gets mentioned, Puppet gets said. Yeah. Um, I say, you know... Uh, you say, uh, let me think, what else? This is what we... What, this what, is where we, are. where we are. Got a drink, drink... Um, I'm trying to think of what other ones, uh, but you could get drunk. I yeah. Mean, so Zach, gotta, Zach, keep reminding me obscure red of the week. Uh, we'll find one each week because, of course, we cut and release one every day, or we add and release one every yep. day. So, thank you guys for listening. Thank you, uh, Zach. I'm, you're gonna do a little whoosh sound, and then uh, you guys are gonna listen to Eric Hubs Barstool. Maybe talk a little bit about that Marty drama, perhaps. Mm. Maybe. That's a tease. <laughs> it's a bad one. But go ahead, Zach. Whoosh. We now welcome on very special guest, Eric Hubbs, baseball and Yankees expert, as well as host of the Short Porch. So I wanted to start it off, Hubbs, if that's okay. I just wanted to, just a general question. How nice is it to have a team that wins? Yeah. I feel bad for you guys. <laughs> I, I really do. I like you guys when I came on. I don't know how long ago that was, but... Enjoy you guys. Uh, I said I'd come back on. Here I am, man of my word. Uh, I, I wish it was under better circumstances. It's a shame what teams like you, the Pirates, um, I guess the Rockies are somehow winning some games, but it makes no yep. sense. But they will go back down to earth. The A's, I was just watching the A's before. It's a shame what like, your guys' ownership has done and stripped the team down and just been like, yeah, it's still come to the games and buy our tickets and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, to answer your question, it's amazing. Um, it's it's awesome especially when you don't think the team is as good and they prove you wrong in the best way and they are the first team in the American League 20 wins and everything is going well for the most part it's it's a really really good feeling yeah I bet I was going to ask this later but I guess I'll just ask it now so obviously you're a beneficiary of the high spending type of baseball uh, high spending baseball market uh, obviously, you didn't do have a great off season, but uh, should there be a salary cap? And like, and for teams like us, whose owners want to punish us for being fans, should there be a salary minimum? I don't think there should be a salary cap, and I don't think players will ever go for that. There's no mm. way you're going to get the union to ever agree to that. I think there should absolutely, without a doubt, be a salary floor. Yeah. And if you want to take the penalties, I think it's the best way to do it. Is you take the penalties of going over the luxury tax levels, and you funnel that. To the minimum. Yeah. And then that's how you help those guys spend, you know, it's not the whole way, but give them a little bit of a boost. But, yeah, I mean, that's the only way without, like, ousting owners is to just literally force them to spend yep. $100 million. Get to a point. Mm-hmm. Like, what is your guys' 
What's like, your payroll? It's around 110 million, maybe something like that. Oh, so you guys just don't even know how to spend the, exactly. the money. Well, yeah, it's, yeah, and that's and that's the worst part. Who of are you it. paying? Votto and Mike Mustakas. Mustakas. I couldn't believe Mustakas was still on the yeah. team when I, I saw yeah. them a few weeks ago. Um, and Votto seems to just be content dying in Cincinnati. Uh, it, um, it is. It's true. I don't know if you. Uh, I, I don't know if you. Yeah. A hundred million at minimum, even one hundred and fifty, you should be spending. Yeah. If you're owning a baseball team and right. have that money, you shouldn't be treating it like a business. And that's sometimes what Hal kind of ropes his way into, and like you know, turning over profit. And not to say like um, when George owned the team, like you know, like everyone always goes like, "Oh, George would never do this." He's rolling over his grave, and like, yeah, like it's kind of gets old to say, but like. He didn't care about turning over a profit every year. Yeah. He cared about how much money they'd get when they win the World Series. Yeah. Yeah. And then Hal kind of just doesn't get that. I'm not trying to bash their offseason, even though I was, still wasn't a fan of it. But what they've done is great. Um, but they, yeah, I mean, I, at the end of the day, there should be a minimum salary floor, force these guys to spend. And, uh, yeah, I think that would help. Yeah, I agree. Uh, just to get back, like, just talk a little bit about the Yankees here. Obviously, you guys have been unbelievable to start. Uh, and it's kind of been a surprise due to the kind of the not like you just said, the, like not a great off season. Uh, but a large part of that has been to the pitching, and not even Garrett Cole pitching. Who has been like the biggest surprise? Who who have been the who have been the like the the pitching all stars so far for you guys that have made you guys a juggernaut? I mean, how do you not start with Nestor. with Nestor Cortez yep. Jr.? I mean, that guy is unbelievable. He just continues to amaze me the way that man just knows how to pitch. Like, there are certain guys in the league that just throw. Like, they have good yep. stuff, and they just throw, and they get away with it. Nestor doesn't have, like, a 99-mile-an-hour fastball. I think he pumps at 93, something like that. It's, yeah. like, his top speed when he's really cooking. But it's the like, way he he's deceptive. His fastball gets on you. He just knows how to pitch, know what spots to hit. Yeah, he's just It's just a, an art to watch that man pitch. I mean, the guy's got a 1-4. ERA, you know, six starts in. He's been he's been amazing, yeah. and and it's there's really no reason to think it won't continue. Okay, one four one, no, but he yeah. can be a sub three pitcher. Why not? He did it last year. Yep, did a sub three last year, and they just hitters. I think almost the like they would rather face a power pitcher who throws a hundred yep. than an Esther Cortez because he's just gonna he's a guy that can leave you. He can put you in a slump. Like you face Nestor for one day, and you're like. What the hell? Like, what just happened? Like, why? How did this guy just strike out eleven guys? Like, yeah. What did we just do? Like, if you just look at the way, like every every pitch he throws, it's like they don't seem all intimidating. When you combine them all together, and like the way he throws and his arsenal and his brain, it's just like it hits you in a different way you like yeah. didn't expect. And then you you know, like Jordan Montgomery is rock solid. Sevy's probably the worst of the five pitchers. Yeah, and he's still been good. He yeah. pitches tonight. Well, so he goes against Toronto, but. uh his stuff is, you know, he's, he hasn't pitched in two years. He didn't start in two years. So yeah. you got to give him a little bit of slack here. But if he's your worst option, JMO has been awesome. And Cole's really come on since he's like really, you know, Cole's ERA right now is like two six seven. Yep. He's you know, it was bad. Don't get me wrong. Like, and I'm still weary. And I, I got to see him pitch well in Boston. And, pit, you know, he's, he's done this against the Guardians, the Royals, and the Rangers. And granted, the Rangers' offense should be better than it is, but – you know, I want to see him do it against the Blue Jays. You know, I want yeah. to see him do it against – even though the Red Sox are down, I need to see him pitch well in Fenway to really, really make make myself feel better. Um, is he ever going to be vintage Cole again like Astros Cole? No, we know that for a fact. But he can be a 2-6-7 pitcher. Like he just, he's, 
he's shown you he can be. His last three starts were incredible. His last start was awesome. So, but overall, you combine them together, and then the bullpen that Matt Blake has uh, helped really like you know just turn a corner here. Their pitching has been incredible. It almost doesn't even matter sometimes when they forget to hit. Like they can get by it. Yeah, and just pick the lights out. And speaking of that, like hitting wise, I mean everyone's been pretty good except for the guy you guys got last year, Joey Gallo. What's the issue with Joey Gallo so far? It's not just him. Like Aaron Hicks is horrific with anyone on base. With he, yeah. No one on base, <laughs> he's fantastic. But everyone on with anyone on base, he just shrinks. Donaldson's been pretty bad too. Um, but I think the presence he's brought so far, and the fact that they have twenty wins right now, like. Yeah. Let's you kind of slide him to the side. But I'm going to need Josh Donaldson to start hitting out of the five ball soon. Um, yeah, and, and they've got nothing out of the catcher position. But you can – I, I kind of tweeted this yesterday because they tweet – I think Trevino's ERA as a catcher is like 175. Um, when you you have that ERA and you control the pitching staff like that, I don't care how you hit. Like yeah. I'm totally down compared to years past of sacrificing the catcher position's offensive output if we get just stellar defense. Yep. I think it just – and that's mm-hmm. like a big – like you talked about how, um, you know, like the pitching has really been a big, big thing this year. Defense has too. And Higgy and Trevino behind the plate right. rather than Gary Sanchez, <laughs> It's you're noticing a giant difference there. But yeah. to your original point, and that's why I'm willing to sacrifice catching offense. I'm not worried about that. I don't need a new catcher okay. at the moment. Leave it be. But to your original point, Gallo, bad. I mean, just bad. <laughs> Yeah, he's just not the guy you want. Like, when you think about how Cashman had said at the end of the year, and obviously Gallo's already on the team at that point, but he said they wanted to kind of switch up the, you know, emphasis and more contact, right? Well, Joey Gallo is the exact opposite of that. He's yeah. a three-true outcome player, which baseball is admittedly trying to um, fizzle out of the game. Like, they mm-hmm. literally want more contact and less of people just swinging for the fences or striking out walking. They find that boring. So do I. Um, but the nerds love that type of player, <laughs> and they think he's the most efficient type of player. You know, his at bats are horrible. Um, I think he's been a little bit better lately. Um, but at the end of the day, that's not a guy you could ever rely upon in a big spot or in the playoffs. So, and the defense hasn't been there too. Oddly mm-hmm. enough, like you, you know, he's heralded as this Gold Glove guy, and you really haven't seen that. Like he mm-hmm. may he has some. Weird routes in, in in left field, and granted, maybe he is just a true right fielder. Or you think a guy with his athleticism could also play left yeah. and center? Doesn't seem to be the case. It's weird. He's adjusting. Yeah, overall, it's just when he comes up to the plate, if he does anything, it's gravy at this point. But you know, you got to hope that something turns around. Yeah. Last year we had you on at the very end of the year, and the Yankees were like, looked like they weren't going to make the playoffs. It was the last week of the season. They end up sneaking in. Yep. Uh, this year you're off to a hot start. I remember we talked about last year about Boone and Cashman and how you wanted to kind of clean house with yeah. the with the start. Are you, do you have any? Have you regained any confidence in those in those two, or is it still kind of like I got to see this? I got to see him win the division, win in the postseason until that's going to change my mind. Yeah, I mean they they always have a run kind of similar to what they just did, like yeah. where they ripped off eleven in a row. They. Yeah, maybe not to that extent, but they always get hot at some point. It never has come this early. Like right. it's usually in the summer, and it tricks people like me. And like, yeah. you know, and then they get in the playoffs, and then they just lose. So it's like yep. you know, we just start over. I will say, like, I still am not happy how Cashman handled the offseason. Like, I'm I'm not complaining, but as a whole, 
I just think not even entertaining like Corey Seager is crazy to me. Mm-hmm. And like putting all that pressure on Volpe to be like the guy. And he's kind of struggling at the point. At this point, he can turn around. I'm not really worried there. But I'm just saying it's a lot to gamble on, especially when you have X amount of years of like Judge, Cole, Stan playing like they are right now. Definitely. You know, like they're not exactly spring chickens. Like they're yeah. still in their prime, but you waste a few years here and you just lose that window. Yeah. So I, I didn't like being stagnant. I did like the emphasis on defense. I thought that was a that was big, and I, I talked about that with Boone. And people seem to think like you're not allowed to change your mind. And I'm not a right. full on Boone guy here. I'm not completely sure. pulling a 180. But I think the guy's managed pretty well this year, and I actually like the way he's put an emphasis on the importance of these games early, which I don't think he did really like the last few years, and that bothered me. And Rizzo kind of talked about it earlier in the early in like spring training, like. These games in April and May matter. Like, you can't win the division, but you can lose the division. Sure. And they have played with that mentality, which I appreciate. Boone has managed with that mentality. I think he's been really, like, spot on with the way he's managed the pen and pinch hitting roles, which especially has been important this year where you have essentially 10 starters for nine positions out there. And right. you're going to always have that, um, that starter on the bench at some – whoever it is, whether it be Glaber, whether it be DJ one day, whether it be Gallo, whoever, Donaldson. And you have, you know, you basically are looking at that catcher position and be like, hey, you're come up in a big spot. We're putting in, the, you know, he just he's handled that correctly this year. So that's been a growth. And that's been that's been big. And I just like the fire he's had, like the ejection he had the other day. Like he, he basically came into this year pretty much fed up with any if you're calling any pitch to Aaron Judge, yeah. that's just too low. You're going to hear from Aaron Boone this yeah, year. Yeah. And I appreciate that because it sure. is absolute, you know, malarkey the way they call <laughs> his strike zone. And no one will benefit better from an automated zone than Aaron Judge. Uh, it's just a fact. Umpires do not know how to call him. Um, so I like that. I, I like what Boone has done this year. I really do. I'm not all the way in. Yeah. But like, I, and I like the snide comment he had about, you know, with yeah. the 99% of Woodward, who's an absolute clown. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But, uh, no, I, I, I do like what he's shown this year. I, I didn't think, you know, coming off a new contract, he'd have that kind of desperation. Does seem like he does, though. So, but, again, we're still early. only, what, 28 games into yeah, the season? Yeah, Let's, you know, off, yeah, mid-season, we'll see where we're at. Let's take it one month at a time. Let's see how we are going in October, what they do in October. But I like what I've seen so far. So, you mentioned, you mentioned Aaron Judge. And he's a free agent at the end. You mentioned the you only have so many years of Aaron Judge. You guys can't let him get away, right? He's gonna he's gonna be no. That was that was. I'm sorry. Uh, You guys can't let him get a walk, right? He he was something's getting done. Something has to get done. Now we'll see. Like um, it seems him betting on himself is working. Um, That's 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 correct. Absolutely cooking. Um, So you know any doubts with that? Where he's making a bad bad decision. No, still a long way to go. Injuries can happen and shit. But um, no, uh, you have to get that done. You can't let Aaron Judge play play for a different team next year. That would just be the most like anti Yankees thing ever to let Mm -hmm. that guy go. Um, The way that like that you know they built seats out right field for the judges chain you can't just like let that guy go you yeah. built seats out there what are we just gonna do yeah. knock them down be the worst one ever. so yeah. um you know the way he carries himself the, when that guy is healthy man there's just not many people that can do what he does on right. a daily basis and um he comes through in the clutch when you need him he hits the big home runs um he's just the face of the team and the, the way he carries himself you just you gotta yeah. end up to, you know listen 
the best case scenario is they win the World Series and you pay him a lot of money. Yeah, and that, yeah. that like he earns it in that way, like in October, and your hands are tied, and he's earned it, and you make him happy, and he stays here forever. Let's just mm-hmm. hope to God that happens. Well, you guys don't care, but I, I <laughs> well, you Scott, guys would love for him to leave. Probably, Maybe you have a chance. no, you never see. It. <laughs> no, 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 okay, but all right. Here's one. How do you feel about our our clown puppet GM taking Luis Sessa for you? From you, excuse me. One of my least favorite moves in a long time. Um, that like real not. I okay. Wouldn't say that, but like a move that doesn't get talked about enough is the fact that they had the clear money to do something around the deadline, like, you know, to go get a Joey Gallo, whatever. Um, and to do that, they had to attach Justin Wilson <laughs> with Sessa, who was cooking for us. Yeah. And I think had like a sub two ERA. And Sessa was such like a interesting character the last few years where like, you know, love, hate. And, and, but he really kind of like for the first time last year, like attached himself. I was like, wow, I, I think I'm becoming a Sessa guy. Traded. I was yeah. like, great, love it. Um, no, uh, I, I absolutely hate that move. And how for Hal to say like we are not confined to the luxury tax and all that, we don't see it as like a you know a wall. You all you have to do is bring up that that trade, yep, and that right. completely exposes what that is because there's just no way you can excuse yourself for trading a guy at the time who was a good relief, a very productive reliever, just to get rid of a bum in Justin Wilson, his eight million dollars. Right. Uh, you just can't. It's just a very anti-Yankees move what they did there. I hated everything to do with it. Yeah, this would be my. This is like I just said. This is my last. Wait, he's been he's been good. He's, good he's been right? good. He's, he's good. been unbelievable. Luis yeah. is good. Yeah, he's one of our yeah. few good guys. Uh, this is my personal last Yankees question. Probably, what's your thoughts on uh, the struggles of the Boston Red Sox? <laughs> <laughs> Turns out that Trevor Story guy just really <laughs> outside, <laughs> outside cores, man. He is. I saw he's hitting like six today or something, man. Mm. Has he hit a home run yet? I don't know if he's hit a home run yet. I don't know. May have hit one. Yeah. But, yeah, he uh, it's not going good. And he it turns out you can't just go from short to second uh, yeah. and be, you know, there's not, not many Glaber Torres out there, I guess, <laughs> uh, who's he's been a much better. I think he has, like, the most defensive run saved at second base. Yeah. I'm like, that's insane. I don't understand that. But, yeah, um, Trevor Story can't throw. Um, it's nice to see Kike Hernandez is, like, back to his Dodger yeah. self where yeah. he's just not he's a, sucks. like, 1,000 OPS hitter. Yeah. That's... He's like in the fives, I think, right now. <laughs> it's going to be really fun if this continues, and it probably will because I don't think this is a yeah. good team. I didn't think they were they overachieved last year, and what you're seeing actually a lot from them this year is kind of what happened with the Yankees last year where they just could not hit. No one achieved the way they thought they would at all at the same time. That's what you're seeing with the Red Sox right now. It's beautiful. Their rotation also, like Nick Pavetta, yeah, is it like a number man. two pitcher? Go figure. Yeah. Um, you know, they don't know what to do with Whitlock and how it looks like. I feel like they're kind of just, like, reversing their roles every yeah. other day. Um, yeah, it, it's beautiful to watch. I think it's going to be even better around the trade deadline if yeah. they're this bad. Because Xander's up at the end of the year. Devers is up and he, like, I wonder what they do. <laughs> like, J.D. Martinez is going to be a DH option available to a whole lot of teams in that National League. Maybe the Metropolitans. Yeah. Like, I would, you know, the Brewers are always looking to add offense. Yeah, Heim is a guy who doesn't <laughs> care about that stuff. Like he traded Mookie Betts. Now maybe it was a directive from up top, and he didn't necessarily want to do that, but he did do it. It was his first big move was to trade Mookie Betts. Yeah. So you think that this guy won't trade any of these guys? Yeah. No way. They are absolutely <laughs> available. I if they if they are truly still in last place, 
I that will be like I will smile. I have the biggest smile in the world if that's the case. I, yeah. I cannot wait. So who who in the AL scares you the most? Would it be Toronto? Because I feel like they're they're just I, I, that's a team that's got the bats and like. And they've got they they made some moves in the off season and they they feel like it's kind of their window now and they're they they could be a problem. But here we are again, where it's like it's a weird start for them. Yeah. yeah. Didn't expect this. Like the Yankees took the series up there, split it here, got sure. a big one starting again today. Right. God, how many times are we gonna play these guys? The first <laughs> Relax, okay. <laughs> Barely play Boston. Yeah. Play those guys. Come yeah. on. <laughs> We got a lot of games against the O's coming up, though, so I'm not going to complain. But um, no, I mean, listen, that also that series up there, they didn't get Barrios or Gosman, so a little bit of a break. Gosman's just been right. annihilating people. He get his first walk, his last start, or whatever. So yeah. um, that offense will hit for sure. They just got Teoscar back as well. I believe he's back like tonight. Um, yeah, they're they're an offense, man. They're 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 juggernaut. They will be there absolutely. They're not going anywhere. There may be that weird case though, where like there's some you can't explain what's why they aren't yeah. getting to that point, and like you know, it takes a special team to get to that point where you're a first place team and you are world beaters and all that. I will always be scared of the Astros. Yeah. Uh, it's PTSD for me. Um, I'm not buying the Angels, although everyone else is, just yeah. because I am playing the, the the numbers here and how they always seem to do this. Now, maybe not to this extent, but because uh, they look great. But you know what? Mike Trout gets hurt every year. He does. We'll see what happens with Otani. Let me, you know, let's just let that play out yep. in the West. But the Astros are legit. Verlander's been pitching his ass off. Um, they've got, always got a good rotation there. They, they mix and match. They make it work. That team will win the division. Like as good as the Angels are, I feel like they're only a game up or something like that. If that, or you know, two, it's close. So the Astros, I think, are still that team yep. for me. You know, until the Yankees beat the Astros. Like, if they can take – like, that's when I'll know, like, we got something here. Yeah. You know, if they can oust the Astros, God, that would be the best feeling. <laughs> um, yeah, obviously, Toronto's there. I am not scared of anyone in the Central, not one team. No. The Central, that's to me, good. isn't even a division. It's just, <laughs> yeah. it's just teams that, like, are allowed to compete. Yeah. And, like, yeah, like, come on. <laughs> you guys are actually going to play – like, you guys are actually going to win a game. You guys are play a game in 20 years. Like, yeah. come on. So, um, I would like to see the Mariners do something because yeah. I, I think those they have fun pieces there and they have guys to call up. Um, so um, we'll see. Maybe they could be a wild card team. That would be fun. Yeah, the Seattle um, Reds. Yeah, it's the Seattle, Seattle Reds. Winker. They took Winker. And it took Winker Suarez. Winker Suarez. Suarez. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I got. Uh, you guys even get anything in that trade? No, we, we just got <laughs> prospect, a prospect, an injured pitcher, and uh, it was oh, just Jake. to get rid of Suarez's money, right? Yeah, we got, essentially. And yeah. we got Jake Fraley, friend of the podcast. Yeah, we got Jake <laughs> Fraley. Okay. He was on our <laughs> podcast. So. Um, That's big, big. Guy. <laughs> so, so like last time, I got some rapid fire questions for you. Yeah. Um, a Yankee that doesn't get talked about enough. You're the most underrated Yankee of all time. Of all time? Yeah. Oh, I thought you were like this team. No, I was not. Say, like Jose Trevino or something. Of all time. Oh, That's God. Well, let's talk like my era. Yeah. Uh, that'll be easier. But, God, a guy who doesn't get talked about enough. I mean, my easy answer, and it's not an, it's not, it's a terrible answer, but like Hideki Matsui just doesn't get talked about. Right. Yeah. Like, that's my guy. Right. Like, that guy was like, that guy put fear 
every time he came. It's it's a it's not an under. It's it just actually just sure, not yeah. an answer for your question. But but <laughs> that's fair. I feel like he kind of gets lost in the. In well, because he's yeah. not part of the core. He wasn't part of the core yeah, four or any yeah. that. Like he was just part of 09. But yeah. that guy, if you ask Red Sox fans around that time, like put fear <laughs> in their eyes every time he came to the plate. <laughs> and he's you know he's not a Derek Jeter. He's not an A Rod. He's not a Giambi. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. He terrified. Boston Red Sox fans, yeah. and I love that people yeah. who terrify. I am big fans of those people. So yeah, I mean, uh, he he was fantastic. Um, you know what? I have a good one for you, a little better one. Ching Meng Wong. Okay, was very very under. That All was right. my guy. Yep. Boy, right. that guy was that guy was cooking. His sinker completely fell off the table. He was a true ace for the team. He kind of just gets forgot about. Yeah. You know, obviously he had the bad injury in Houston that really just ruined his career running the bases. If that doesn't happen, he might win the Cy Young that year. Not enough people remember or care to talk about Ching Meng Wong enough. He's one of my favorite pitchers in Yankees history, like in, from watching it from yeah. perspective. You know, so actually, Ching Meng Wong is my answer. Um, a Yankee, a Yankee you swore would be a star that ended up being a bust. Okay, swore I would be a star, ended up being a. But I mean, you can't t- say like yeah, Jabba won, so you can't say like he just like should have achieved more. Yeah, job. So you can't. So so, I, that's not a good answer there. War would be more. I mean, Sonny Gray. I thought Sonny Gray yeah, was awesome. That's a good one. I mean, I, you one. guys know firsthand yeah. about yeah. Sonny, but yep. and you know, good Sonny. Yeah. Um, so when they traded for Sonny Gray, I thought, whoa. Here we, here we go. <laughs> this guy's just good. He's the perfect addition. It's yeah. exactly what we needed. Terrible. Guy could not handle New York in the slightest. Absolutely atrocious. Just awful. Um, I mean, I thought Clint Frazier would be awesome. He had so many obstacles and stuff. Right. But Sonny Gray is like, I thought he'd be like the guy, the ace. Like, yep. this is who we need. Just didn't know that he couldn't handle New York in the slightest. So that was yep. a problem. Go to concession item at Yankee Stadium. Low Bell Steak Sandwich. I mean, they're just they're sponsoring <laughs> the podcast. It's like that every time. When I would go to games with my dad um, years ago, um, we would show up early, like, at the gates to get in right away. Not to see BP. It would be to get in line at Low Bell's because yeah, it was only nice. one stand at a time, and it was very slow moving. We get in line there, make sure we get our steak sandwich, and then we go sit down in our seats and enjoy it. It's the best. It only gets better. I'm friends with the family now, which is wild. <laughs> um, and uh, they they sponsor the pod and they're great and uh, yeah they they have they have these I gotta try it next time there like a steak steak fries or whatever Ooh. I heard they're unbelievable if you're ever at the stadium Lowell steak sandwich it's like down the uh, third base line uh, for lower level it's just oh I couldn't imagine having a hot dog at Yankee Stadium you have to have a Lowell yeah. steak sandwich over under you'll like this one over under point five half of an at bat for Greg Baird. For the Yankees in 2022. Just not a, just not a fun question. <laughs> <laughs> because that means like Rizzo got hurt, and like it's just not, it's just not what I want. And he's, I have any, I, I, all I see is I follow all the the minor league guys. Let me, I'm very curious, what is he hitting in the minors at the moment? Let's see. I don't think it's probably it's 500. He's hitting. Oh, he's terrible. <laughs> yep. 164. Hmm. <laughs> Batting average three thirty three OBP. Yeah, he'll always get his walks. A three thirteen slugging. Yeah, that's horrible. Wow, he's been atrocious. That's a shame. A real shame. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, think, yeah. You yeah. Think, you Considering think, that, 
if he makes his way on a team, Ooh. I, I might be out of this world. <laughs> um, I might be off the planet. Um, I'm I'm going to say under for my sanity. I, I'm going to cut in real quick. I can't deal with it again. I can't. I just I, can't. <laughs> I'm going to cut in real quick. To, I'm going to I'm going to ask a quick one. Uh, because obviously you said 164 is bad. Imagine having all nine of your hitters hit that and then also not being able to pitch as well. Yeah. So that's what we're going through. But real quick, a uh, quick game for you. One word or phrase to describe the 2022 Reds. My word would be fuck. What would yours? <laughs> atrocity. Yeah, exactly. It's about right. Atrocity. Just absolutely an atrocity to the sport of baseball with what they do, what they put out there, what they think. Like, how do you just even sell tickets to people? Like, imagine you like work in sales for the Reds. Yeah, like ticket sales, and you're just it, trying to like, that's your living. Yeah, like, Midwest, hey, come out to the Reds game. Why? I, dude, <laughs> Why it, I dude, it's that? it's all bobbleheads. I swear to God, Midwest people just die over bobbleheads. They see a you guys should honestly do like you should embrace being like a minor league team basically <laughs> and do like crazy promotions like yeah. insane, like just watch semi pro do like have someone <laughs> yep. wrestle a bear. I we we make we make fun of the bananas because I think that's horrible. Ba- I don't even know what that is. We should just be the bananas of the major league. Just yeah. start bananas, dancing. They're, they're, how do you make fun of them? They're the globetrotters of baseball. Oh no, they're not. That's a joke. They are. They're terrible. It's horrible. No. It's horrible. No. At least they—it's all, all for like views, and it's all to entertain. I guess. I guess. Come on. <laughs> Last question for me. By the way, it's a lot less funny when your team is actually in, in contention to be the bananas. Yeah. So, yeah, just... like the bananas can realistically <laughs> beat the Reds. <laughs> last one. We did this last time. Favorite Red turned Yankee: Chris Dickerson, Austin Kearns, Edwin Encarnacion, or uh, Asher Wojciechowski. <laughs> Wojo, you got Wojo. I think I go Wojo. I think I he's even answer because of the parrot and all that. And I actually got one. I, I loved all the parrot stuff. It's got to be Wojo because that guy had it made. He, he knew what he was doing because he was on the same team with Cole and he had the same like haircut, like kind of what I try and do, whatever, like at the back of your head. And he, like, people would mistake him for Cole. Yeah. Like, when you didn't see that. So, like, I respect that. Yeah. He knew what he was doing. He's like, I'm a terrible pitcher. Horrible. <laughs> but I'm going to try and look like Garrett Cole. And people are going to be confused here. Like, if I walk the streets and I got a cap on forward and they kind of see, like, if I have a Yankee bat, they might think I'm Garrett Cole. He probably confused a few people and signed a few autographs as Garrett Cole, I bet. Okay, my last question. You're not going to like this one. Uh, and you can give me a no comment. But as a fan of you and as a fan of Barstool, one of your co-hosts is in some deep water this week. I'm not going to ask you about it. I'm going to ask you this. If Big Cat physically moved your desk to the other side of the office, what would your reaction be? I'd do whatever he wants. <laughs> <laughs> do whatever he wants. So I'm, not talking, I'm not talking about it at all. But I, 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 I know. I tried, I tried to ask it in a way that it would not I like Big Cat a lot. I love Big Cat a lot. <laughs> like relationship. If he wanted me anywhere in the company, he has more than his right to tell me where to go. <laughs> alright man thank you so much for coming on uh, big Yankees I actually have money on the Yankees tonight go to the Barstool Sportsbook that'll yeah. be fun what are they, they at they gotta be oh god I'm they scared one is tonight they, they, they weren't that bad on the money line yes, well, yeah that, that's not good I don't like to hear that, that, yeah, that makes... okay but hear me out you guys just got crushed last night against the Pirates it's not gonna happen again so the Pirates or the um, uh, who 
Who they just we beat the Rangers. 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 Sorry, sorry. I was thinking. I was sorry. I was thinking of the Dodgers. That's no, my bad. One seventy is a good line. I like that's that's fine. I thought yeah. I thought you were going to say like one twenty. That would make yeah. me terrified. No, one seventy is fine. Seve versus Kikuchi. Let's let's bump yeah. them. I yeah. like it. All right, man. Thank Thanks you so, so much. much. Thanks for bumping. Absolutely guys. appreciate you guys. Always a blast. Happy to come on whatever. Yep. <laughs> See you later, Take care, dude. man. Special thank you to Eric Hubs for coming on the podcast for a second time. And uh, thank you to our loyal listeners. Love you guys.